Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Delta Green role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Extremophilia. It was written by Shane Ivey, and it is part of a collection called A Night at the Opera. Our handler is Lex Hurley, and this is episode three. Our recap will be given by Billy Chung as his character, Agent Choi. But before we begin, we have a new patron, Liao Xiaolong, uh, is contributing 1.5 Singapore dollars a month to our club. Thank you so much, Liao. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Billy? Thank you, Tom. <clears throat> Mission report, Agent Joy reporting. Operation, Madam Butterfly. Date, March 8th, 2017. Location, Helena, Montana. Summary. Pursuant to our investigation into the death of Fred Jacobs, we uncovered reasonable evidence to believe that, one, his death is caused by physical contact with a bowel contaminant or bowel hazard, the effects of which resembles extremely acute heavy metal poisoning, and the speed of which cannot be explained by our current understanding of science. Two, secondary exposure to this contaminant is dangerous and an environmental hazard. His pregnant widow, Christina Jacobs, exhibited signs of severe malnutrition, mental confusion, and apparently had a premature birth at seven months without the typical physical trauma associated. Three, exposure to this contaminant has unusual side effects. Agents noted that the early birth infant, hereby referred to as ASAP1, shows signs of severe uh, mutation. Similarly, Agents noted that the presence of all heavy metal substances, such as batteries, appear absent from the homes of both Christina Jacobs and Brian Halsey, the coroner who examined Fred Jacobs' body. No, Brian Halsey is currently unaccounted for. Agent recommendations. Recommendation one, re-infected sites listed in attached file. Do not enter without full PPE, including respirator. Insufficient information currently to determine best containment strategy. So treat us BSL-4 biohazard with additional requirements until otherwise noted. Recommendation two, re, infected civilians listed in attached file. Code 57 for asset one to enable further study. Code nine for the remainder. Recommendation three, re, field agents. In visiting the Jacobs household, Agents Joy, Throttle, Highline, and Bagman have likely been exposed to this biocontaminant, leaving only Agent Kios likely uncompromised. Recommendation is to enact quarantine protocol Epsilon upon completion of mission, pending assessment for liquidation. Conclusion. We will continue our investigations into the source of this contaminant and begin containment procedures. And report. Agent Joy, out. Back to you, Lex. All right. Thank you, Billy. Uh, so when last we left off, Agent Kios had finished examining the green box on the outskirts of uh, Helena, Montana, uh, a decent hike out through the woods, and you are now on your way back into Helena proper. Agents Highline, Throttle, and, um, and Backman were at... Coroner Holsey's uh, condo 
found that he was not there and it had largely been tossed. Uh, you found remnants of vomited batteries uh, within the garbage disposal and trash cans and other areas of his home. However, his car and some belongings were gone. His phone cracked open on his bed like a walnut. The innards missing. Agent Joy, you were watching Christina Jacobs' home. Uh, you noticed that Sergeant Hayes uh, pulled by, whereby you deftly sent him a phone call and forwarded him over to uh, the coroner's office, telling him that the remainder of your crew were headed that way shortly. I will let whichever one of your groups would like to go first, go right ahead. All right, so Highline's in the coroner's house, and he's got a phone on, speaker in a pocket, and he's got his PPE on, and he's just seen this uh, vomit. And he's mostly, uh, from what I remember, explored the rest of the house, and he's getting sort of directions barked at him from Agent Throttle. And uh, so he's going to relay what he sees, uh, sort of vomit containing batteries um, and uh, in the sink and in, in the rubbish. Consult with them and uh, ask how to proceed. So I think at that time I had texted um, the rest of the agents to let them know that uh, Sergeant Hayes would be dropping by the coroner's office and that they should go and meet up with him as soon as possible to, um, you know, allay suspicions. So you guys should have that in your text as well. Okay. Have, have we? Do we need to go in the coroner's office and? Look at the report on um... on Fred Jacobs. You yes. have the report, but you have not uh, examined the body personally. Is the body here? Yes. We've got to look at that body. All right. I I'm have gonna... to look at that body. All right. I'll get out of the house, um, decon as best I can, and then we'll head over. Rubbing Germex all over your uh, PPE and face mask. I mean, wait, wait, I thought that it was the body was here at the house. No, it is at the coroner's office. He would not have a dead deputy in his home oh, that you know of. Clean the PPE. It's going to be a new set every time. I'm taking it off and ditching it. Oh, I, yeah. I know. I was teasing. All right. So you all are driving out to the coroner's office at this time. Agent Joy, are you uh, do you want to ask them to pick you up? Do you want to continue surveying Christina Jacobs home? Um, I think I'll drive along with them uh, because I think we all rented cars, so we should be OK. OK, yeah. well, in I mean, that are you going to leave watching Christina then? E Good question. You know what? I will text. Uh, everyone to to note that, hey, do you need additional support or do you need me to continue, um, you know, it basically quarantine and Christina yeah, for now? That's report. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, after dealing with the coroner, I think it's good to maintain consist consistent eyes on that house. Agreed. So we'll want to enact more permanent containment procedures soon, just so we're not down one or two agents all the time. But agreed, I will keep an eye on Christina for now. Right. And Roger, copy. If there's something specific you want us to look into or look for, just let us know. Also, okay. Agent Joy, I will, um, you can give me an intelligence roll in times five. Sounds good. All right, pass. 
All right. You do have a uh, sheriff sergeant who seems to be pretty eager to assist with the case. If you would want to potentially station him to keep an eye on Christina without going into the house itself. No, that makes sense. And he was the one that I redirected away uh, to. Precisely, yeah. because he right. was about to go in the house. He was asking how she was. So just throwing that out there. True. But uh, yeah, I'll let them know that, hey, you know, um, like I mentioned, Hayes was here. Um, he seems keen. So, you know. Negative. Yeah. Negative. Keep containment. Okay. All right. Well, for the purposes of convenience, let's say you all meet up at the coroner's office. Uh, Agent Kios, you broke a few speed limits on your way back up here. Uh, but you see a sheriff's uh, sedan pulled up in front and you all can arrive at the coroner's office a few right. blocks away from the sheriff's department. I have a few presents in the trunk. We need so we need to look at the body. I need to look at the body. I'm the doctor. But we need uh we need PPE stuff, which we've got. Do we have that? Probably have spare Tyvek suits and, and uh there's gotta be, I was thinking about this. There's gotta be medical supply around here somewhere, doesn't it? How big is this town? Yeah, I about, think oh, go ahead. No, I think we 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 got plenty of Tyvek suits um, last time. I, the, I think the issue was we didn't have respirators. And the only person who had a respirator was Highline. So that's what we need. Because you can find Tyvek at, at, at uh, Walmart. It's the respirators that we need. You know, yeah. there is an EPA presence here. They probably have plenty of supplies. Just as or, a reminder. There yeah. is also a St. Peter's Hospital uh, within or nearby in the city. You could potentially flash some badges and try and requisition uh, some potential contaminant supplies if they have any there. I'll get that one to you for free. In that case, uh, uh, I would. I, I mean, he's probably, we already thought of it, but Agent Throttle should probably secure some anti heavy metal, um, something we can ingest if we're exposed. Too, uh, is there anything the that we can ingest? Oh, sure. So, uh, Throttle, what is your medicine skill? Penicillamine. Uh, uh, beats me. Is that under medicine? Yes. 60. 60. 60. Okay. With that, you would know that what Kios is talking about would be chelating agents, which you can ingest some as a one-off that have very limited potency. Typically, you would need to undergo chelation therapy, which is a really tedious uh, undertaking. Right. And that happens post-exposure. Right. That will get heavy metals out of your system, but there isn't necessarily like a sponge you can keep around. And I say that. So let's go to the hospital. Let's get the proper respirators and stuff um, so that we're not at risk. And then let's go and uh, look at the um, look at the body. And I don't know what we're going to tell the cops when we come walking in all <laughs> in Tyvek suits and respirators. Well, we're going to tell them that we've got a contaminant, right? Okay. Uh, you all drive across town to get to St. Peter's Hospital. Um, I want someone to give me a luck roll at minus 20. So you're rolling against a 30. Well, can we? We're all 50. So anybody? Exactly. Oh, right. So we just are. I just need someone to roll. Yeah. Uh, 27. Okay. All right. So um, you all arrive at the hospital 
and are at the front office, or you can go to the emergency department if necessary. What would you like to say? Uh, who is, who is, who, um, not an emergency. What, so depart- I, what department is that toxicology? What department would have? Of virology, probably, I would say. You'd virology, infectious diseases. Yeah, they would likely be in storage, uh, but you could certainly just go and ask. Right. So right. Is, do you want to scare them and, and get it, or do we need to convince someone, you know, uh, uh, doctor wait, or don't physician? Wait. Right? Don't, don't, aren't some of you FBI? Yeah, I mean, I will... I will I'll walk badges. in. Yeah, I'll walk in and I'll just walk up. Hmm. How far can I get into a, a hospital without flashing a badge? Pretty oh. damn far. Yeah, it's kind of scary how far. Yeah. So, yeah, I will get as far as I can without flashing a badge, which is probably to the actual virology department. Sure. Um, and is there like a receptionist or do I see like a nurse or maybe like a, a resident walking around in that area? Because a so, lot of times with these hospitals, they have their department on their, uh, right. their scrubs or their jacket. So I would look for someone that literally says virology. So typically, and I only know this because my partner is a doctor. <laughs> so uh, whenever you go into a new hospital, they will mention the building floor and general location of the departments like virology and whatnot. If you're lucky, there may be some lines along the floor that you can follow to color code to the different departments. But going through a hospital for your first time around, I will say that you can get somewhat close, but then you are very clearly going to be someone wandering around, looking at the, the different signs, trying to find out where you're at Uh, a lot of the times the nursing staff they may not have say uh, neurology virology etc on monogrammed monogrammed oh my god words on their scrubs uh, but they'll have different colored scrubs depending on which department they're in so i'll say you're in the you're in the guts of this hospital at this point and you will get stopped by someone at a nursing station uh just asking if they can help you you seem a bit lost yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. So uh, this is the morning. So yeah. Good morning. I'm, I'm special agent uh, Ezekiel Aubrey with with the FBI. Um, we have need of certain supplies, just as a precaution um, for uh, uh, for you know for what we're doing in the area, and we were wondering if you could assist us with that. Nothing too out of uh, nothing too crazy. Um, just just a, a few Tyvek suits, some respirators. Um, some things to help. What would uh, would Throttle have told me to ask yeah, yeah, for? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just need we just need basic, um, you know, biohazard stuff. Yeah, basic biohazard stuff. I would say and I'm right there, right next to you, right? Right. Well, uh, 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 this is kind of a tall order just to hear right out of the blue. Like, do you? Can I get some proof of identification? Is is there? Do you need a warrant or something for these things? Like I can't, I can't hand these out. I have to clear it with my supervisors well, and inventory. Right, let's go clear it with your supervisor. I'm Doctor um, uh, Doctor Angela Hayward, and I'm, I would happily talk to the resident virologist on staff right now. All right. I mean, so, we wouldn't we wouldn't be showing up if we didn't need these things, and this is just the quickest way for us to get them. 
Sure, I understand. No, I understand. This this sounds like some scary stuff. We've never had FBI in here before. Um, so I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's go talk with um, head nurse on this floor. We're going to get everything signed in, and that way at least we can get a paper trail. I will say you all can get. Um, roll me a D four. Four. All right. Billy rolled three. You get, um, all right, we have a couple of threes. Great. So uh, you get three uh, respirators with replaceable filters in between. Uh, You get some PPE and other gear of that nature. Um, And, but the cost for doing so is you are leaving a very loud paper trail, having to document your real names, identification, et cetera, within the hospital's forms. All of us or the agent? Just those, the two of us. Those no, that are just, asking. Yeah. Yeah, just the two of us. All right. Um, yeah, but we're not giving our real names. We're giving the code names that can be verified, but they are fakes. So that is going IDs? to be up to you. That was in your initial briefing. You were told that the local FBI office has not been brought in on this. So you are encouraged to stick as close to real as you can without raising any alarms, because uh, if right. alarms do get raised, they will come down like a sack of hornets because they're very pissed at being strong armed out of a case in their own territory. Well, okay. I don't exist on domestic soil, so I clearly can't be here. But um, Joy and Backman, actually, uh, let's do Backman since you're there and sort of negotiating more with the nurse. Can you w- give me a listen roll? Absolutely. Uh, Wait, does Stelda Green have listen rolls? Yes. Where would it be? Oh, uh, uh, actually, it may be alertness. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a fail. Okay. That's fine. It, it's really, you're really uncomfortable at having to give your actual name to have a link onto this. So there's some shuffling going around behind you, but you don't notice it. All right. Now, where would you like to go? Uh, so we got we got all the supplies. Um, I guess we, we, it's time to head to the coroner's office and get, and, and get that situation set up i like it all right following your lead portal all right how many of us are together the three of us let's just go to the coroner's office now this is going to be it's a coroner's office so there's going to be a secretary and there's going to be front facing staff and there's going to be all that kind of thing um what have we told the cops that they know we're fbi and we're here right the cops do yes the locals yeah okay Okay, let's just tell them that we're here to view the body. Let's not tell them anything that we know. And that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go up and I'm going to give them my credentials that I'm Dr. How Hayward. And uh, I'm here to see, uh, uh, I'm here to see um, the Jacob's body. Sure. Right, As Jacob. you all get back to the coroner's office, you open the door and can see um, Sergeant Hayes sort of leaning over the counter, chatting with a short mousy girl with a bob cut and square glasses. Um, He has a styrofoam cup of coffee sort of steaming next to his hands and says, oh, there they are. Must have been running late. Um, Yeah, these are the guys I was just telling you about, Janet. And she sort of nods, waves, a little bit uncomfortable having all these people barge in at once. Um, So you're, 
you're here to see uh, Fred's body. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Dr. Holsey still hasn't uh, shown up yet, but I can, I can take you back. Just uh, follow me this way. Um, Thank you. Okay. And then we're all in PPE, right? So why don't you two come with? All right, so I'll come who along. wants to don PPE and assist? I will assist in said secondary autopsy. I'm not too much help. I don't have much uh, medicine or anything like that. Uh, okay, I want to lean. With, uh, I want to lean close to you, um, Highline, and I want to say this deputy uh, kind of shows up at the weirdest times, doesn't he? Sure, sure, yeah, he does. Why don't you? Um, Do something with him. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you guys think? I could take him out to the um, to the spot where uh, where he pulled over that guy on the road. I think. If, yeah. I think she means take him out behind a barn. If you catch my drift. Oh, and do what? No, no, no. I don't. I don't mean. That. Oh, okay. Sorry. Mixed signals. <laughs> no. Do you mean well, take care of him or take signals. care of him or we'll take have, care of him? You got to be Here's, careful when you say take care of somebody. I, right. <laughs> okay. I'm just whispering. I'm just whispering to Highline. Uh, Highline, this I don't trust this guy. Every time we, we turn around, he's here or he wants to know what we're doing. Sure. So I also don't know if it's a good idea for you to go off alone someplace with him because he. Could. Well, I'll go with him. Highline okay. and I and and the and the cop will. That's an excellent idea. Go find the spot. That's that's great. That's great. With my metal detector and stuff to see if we can find traces of heavy metal. Okay. Did you tell us about the submachine gun? No, I haven't had the chance. You guys are here in the hospital. I said I've got presence in the trunk. To me, that sounds like you have bodies so in the trunk, sir. So. My line will sidle over to Sergeant Hayes. Hey, bud. Hey, champ. What's going on? Not too much. I'm a little out of my element here uh, with a couple of brainiacs here shooting on the college, but um, I'm not going to be much of a help looking at this body here, uh, you know, going over autopsy papers and stuff like that. But there was a lead that I wanted to check out over on the county road um, where uh, the dash cam footage showed uh, Jacobs pulling over that, um, that vagrant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That was that was some weird shit. I'm not really familiar with this county. Um, do you reckon that you take us over there? Yeah. Let's. Normally, I would make you roll persuade, but since you're also a sheriff's deputy yourself, uh, I think Hayes is going to take a bit of a shining to you, and he's going to say, "Yeah, I tell you what. Like, I I normally head up the investigations unit down here. I tell you what. Let's. Uh, I'll grab some stuff, and we can go check that out. That that was that was some weird shit, and Happy to help out, uh, you know, fellow officer. All righty. Well, that'll be just peachy keen. Okay. Um, so you all are going to a second location. Uh, Agent Joy, what are you doing in the coroner's office? I thought Agent Joy was outside the house watching. I think what, I think we what happened was we all gathered at the hospital just for the convenience. But now I think we can say that I'm back at the house monitoring the uh situation okay, now that i know what's happening yeah all right just trying to keep track of everyone uh exactly yeah all right so throttle and bagman you can um don your ppe and head into the 
autopsy examination room of the coroner's office. It is uh, sterile, fluorescent. There's light green laminate flooring uh, along uh, stainless steel tables, freshly organized, and a rack or a wall containing racks and racks of um, body closets. Janet leads you over to cabinet G with Jacobs, comma, F on it and um, pulls the door open. Uh, she sort of looks at you and be like, um, I I help out with these sometimes, but th that's a lot of stuff. Um, do you still want me here or? Now, we're, the two of us are standing there in respirators and. Um, yes, you are breathing ominously into respirators. Yeah. No, we'll take it from here. Okay, great. She seems genuinely pleased. Um, leaves the room. If you could just bring me, a, I didn't, I don't have the paperwork with me. I'm not sure. If you could just bring me a copy of the paperwork so I can verify this. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, then right, she. We move. Leave. We move them to an examination table. Okay. So you pull the cabinet open, and uh, you have the body of Fred Jacobs uh, laid out in front of you. The chest already has the characteristic Y incisions from an autopsy. A paper blanket is draped over his body, uh, a very lifeless bluish gray. You can remove him and set him onto a proper examination table. Where would you like to begin? So, uh, Doctor, are we going to record this or just record it via the uh, the paperwork itself? No, we'll we'll I'll I can run um I've got a little um, tape recorder with me that I can just make notes in and then that just kind of talk about as I go along. And um, I'm not I'm just uh, I'm just a doctor, so really I'm just looking at making a roll here. Uh, I'm not I don't do autopsies so i'm not going to know exactly what a, a doctor who does autopsies does sure okay. no that's fine that's you've you've certainly seen your fair share of cadavers in medical school and so i will just sort of go through and then stop me if you have any additional questions uh as you turn on the let's call it just the voice recorder app on your phone um going through uh go ahead and roll me medicine with your skill of 60, you're already going to get quite a bit. I just want to see how much more. Whoa. Oh, this has just got a success or fail, right? So I succeed. Uh, what did you roll? 27. Okay, cool. Um, if you roll double digits, that's a crit, either success or fail. Oh, that's right. right yep. right now. So it's that's just fine. a success. So um, the first thing that you notice, there is a slight amount of scaling um, around the lower half of his face from uh, below his cheeks down to his jaw, sort of trailing off around his neck, almost looks just dandruffy. Uh, the skin itself is a little bit pallid, something that you notice while sort of examining the arms. You don't see anything sort of untoward under his fingernails, but the body is still relatively mobile, flexible. It doesn't seem like rigor mortis has set in at the level that you would expect a body sitting in a refrigerator for a week um, to have done. As you take the paper drape down, uh, you sort of move open the chest cavity, set moving out the sternum with that dry cracking sound like splitting a rotisserie chicken. Uh, and looking at his innards, you notice that there is 
the the typical sort of everything is a hue of whites and grays and slightly bluish muted purple colors there is however a very dark blue discoloration uh, around the gi tract you notice it in the very center of his abdomen around the stomach and intestines but then now that you know what you're looking for you can also see this sort of discoloration around the liver the heart the lungs etc what would you like to do um is that is that the exam that's what i got well this is the first thing that you just see off the bat as you uh, take your hands and, or even tools and pry about the area, you find that the skin is um, less stiff around this dark blue discoloration. Yeah. Can we, can we check his stomach contents? Sure. The stomach will have been pumped already. <laughs> there was very little in the stomach at this point you hear the door open and um janet will sort of put the files on a table and then push the table over to you to try not to get close to it um wash your hands janet oh okay closes the door again Um, damn it janet and um yes so you will see that the uh Corner Holsey had already pumped the stomach. Uh, you can open it back up to see the um, incisions. And there was not a whole lot of contents within. It was primarily a lot of gastric acid and a lot of heavy metals that were sort of settled in the sort of sludge uh, within the base of the stomach and into the small intestines. So is there any sort of, and I like, and again, I'm not a doctor, but the character is. Is there any sort of evidence that this dude was eating batteries? You don't see any leftover Duracells listed in his stomach contents. Uh, If you want to make some incisions and poke around, you're not seeing anything like that in there. But would the alkaline nature of batteries suggest a discoloring, or do I think that's something else? Because I've got a strong suspicion he was a battery eater. Sure. And you've seen discoloration, but typically eating batteries would just cause rapid chemical burns and you don't see any blistering inside of his GI tract. But this blue discoloration is quite unique. It is something that you have not seen before. In the report, is there any uh, are there any lab tests, any lab results that were sent and then returned? No, the report was made before all of that, uh, presumably because Dr. Holsey thought this was a little above his pay grade and sent it up the chain. So if you wanted to do some tests, now would be the time. Yeah, so I will take I'll take samples of all of the major organs and I'll take I'll take samples um, of the, you know, like the liver, for example, I'll take the discolored the discolored part and any part of it that isn't discolored for sort of a sample. Okay. Um, at this point, you can take superficial tissue samples, take some scrapes. Um, oh, sorry, I hear an echo. Uh, Bagman can look around and see that there is a microscope and a small like lab testing set. So you can do some rudimentary analyses in here. Uh, okay. What you will find examining, uh, especially if you do some tissue samples of the GI tract, the gut flora are still active 
surprisingly. They are some of the typical flora that you would expect to see within the human GI tract are there, but in much smaller levels, comparing um, relatively unscathed areas compared to the bluish areas, you'll see that the this new flora is subsuming and overtaking the other GI flora, but it seems to be doing quite well. Getting under the microscope and examining more closely, you see that these this new flora, it doesn't look strictly animalian. That, that you see like a nucleus and ribosomes and other typical cell innards, as well as a cell wall and potentially cilia. This is something that you have never seen before. And I will ask for a sanity role, uh, specifically since you have gone through eight years of plus of medical school and have never seen something like this. And it is active. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like Call of Cthulhu. I'm trying to roll under my sanity. Yes. Yes. I do. Okay. No so that's double. just no one double. strictly because this goes against over a decade of your life experience. And I lose one? Yes. As a chill runs through your body, specifically when you realize that these cells are still moving and still active. Indeed, the flesh underneath these bluish discoloration samples seems somewhat healthy for having sat in a refrigerator for several days. All right, so I'm I'm repeating all of this into my little voice recorder, and I've got Bagman right here with me. So I'm I'm describing this all to him as well. Bagman, this is weird shit in non-medical terms. I mean, but it's almost I, like I mean, so no, so just so that I understand this. Normally, in a body uh, of which I have no experience, the, all the gut flora just stops. The gut flora will live on a little bit after the body dies, because they're still eating and tissues and things in there. But they will starve and die eventually. Um, they start to move a little bit slower and, you know, sort of like a battery powering down. Um, in this case, this is not behaving like that. This is still fully active. It could have been fresh as the day you scraped it off a living person. And this but there's some the sort fridge, of new right? foreign flora that's in here. Yes, the well. foreign flora is very active. The other gut flora is sort of dwindling like a plant without sunlight. But it's growing. The foreign one is. So he's he's kind of saying this. Um, I mean, I'm not a medical person, but going off his reaction, this is weird. Um, her, me, me. Her. Yeah, yeah, yes. It, oh, her, her reaction. This, this is weird. Um, so, I guess I was like, you know what, so, but I, I say that, yeah, this is this isn't right, Bagman. This is this thing should be dead, but there's there's some kind of a a, a weird quasi um well i don't even know what it is i don't know what's going on here there's some kind of a new gut flora that's taking over the old gut flora and is not showing any signs of stopping it's quite active and additionally abnormal this flora is not localized to just the gi tract it is in the heart and the lungs it is spreading throughout the system 
Yeah, all that. So we need to. Uh, so the, we have to uh, get rid of this. What we have to do is um, uh, put it back in its drawer and then close down the lab. And we know that the coroner's not coming back because he's dead, right? Do we know he's dead? We suspect he's dead. Who knows? Maybe it's just that I suspect he's dead. He could be out having babies. All right, let's, uh, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll put him back, we'll, put, we'll, t- we'll move the body, we'll put him back in a drawer. Just out of curiosity, how many bodies are in here? You can prize open the drawers and you'll see there are eight bodies in here total. Some have gunshot wounds. this town? It's a pretty big town. And also the coroner's been out for a few days. Well, wasn't there other, wasn't there hints of some other kind of gang stuff that people were sniffing around? Wasn't there money something or? You do remember some, or Bagman in particular was looking into the Sons of Freedom, which is a local sort of wannabe white supremacist neo-Nazi movement. Uh, Most of the other bodies that you find in here, old folks, traffic collisions, gunshot wounds, etc., you don't see anything that particularly jumps out at you. Isn't a gunshot wound weird? How big is this town? 30,000. All right. 30,000 is a tiny town. We live in, we come from very different backgrounds. That's a pretty moderate town where I'm from. <laughs> um, I mean, they got a Costco. They have an airport. This isn't BFE. No, I live in a thirty thousand dollar or thirty thousand people town, and a gunshot wound would be it. It would be in. It'd be noticeable. Anyways, okay. I just want to look at the name of the person with the gunshot wound. I don't want to spend a lot of time with it. And um, sure, it's uh, Dan Henderson. Um, and then let's close down the lab, Bagman. Okay, so um, yeah, because it's contaminated. Yeah, it just sounds like this thing is gonna like start moving. Because way it's described, even even like I'm not a medical person, but even the way it's described, it sounds like things are changing and getting better, and that's not good when something is dead. That's a problem. Um, So yeah, we need to close this place down. So. With a slight sense of urgency, I'm going to uh, open that door, close it behind me, and uh, uh, I can't flash my badge. It's be, it would be inside the suit. She already knows who I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to close it down. Yeah. Like um, Janet, how many other people go into this room? Uh, well, typically it's just us. Um, we have some other uh, coroners that service the county that'll come by here, but like mostly it's just Dr. Holsey and me. Why? We've got to close this down. There's a possible contamination leak inside. And uh, until I can talk to Dr. Halsey, let's just keep this. Let's keep everybody out and keep this closed. I'm going to put a lot of police tape over this door. Okay. Um, that sounds awesome, but I can't do that. Um, no, that- all I can do. 
uh, you can talk to Sheriff Potter because he's the the kind of this is the sheriff's coroner's office. Um, I mean, I can just not take anyone's calls, but I can't shut the place down. No, no, no. I'm just saying don't go into the lab. Oh, That's no fucking saying. problem. You can. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> that, that is not no, no. an issue. Oh, no, you I, can keep working. Yeah, you know, you can keep working. Just don't go in the lab. Okay, okay. Um, and on this note, Agents Throttle and Bagman, can you both roll me a D100 and tell me what you get? Oof. 58. 88. Okay. Um, so, on that note... Um, Let's see. Agent Kios, is there anything that you wanted to do while I do some bookkeeping? Well, we're driving out to the, uh, the location. I've got the uh, I've got the metal detector. Um, I'm with you, Highline. I don't know that much about medical, but uh, hopefully they'll be able to solve something there. So I'm going to, I guess we're going to have a conversation with the cop as we're driving. And I might say as much as it might be, we're, we're thinking the way that you could get that kind of metal poisoning is through chemical absorption through your hands or something. The only connection we have at the moment is that man that threw up on the cop. Um, otherwise, I can't imagine how he could have gotten that much heavy metal poisoning. You've got a, would you have a copper mine around here somewhere? Uh, well, not any active ones, but, uh, you know, the pit used to be a copper mine. Sure. My guess is the water, though, the water content has a high copper amount in it maybe sulfates or something like that that have dissolved in the water but even that i mean kids usually go swimming in those kind of places and they oh no buddy like uh i don't know if you've you must not have been in montana very long like this is a it's a kind of fucking morbid tourist attraction it's uh like we'll have geese that'll like just blister oh. up and die inside there okay so it's that quite this toxic is, then yeah no it's it's a lot more than copper it's um it's really yeah. acidic it fucking Acids, stinks yeah. yeah it's uh it's really nasty stuff we're kind of worried about it bleeding over into the water tables we have to keep it pumped out all the time Yeah, so um if you want I can take you by there. It's over no, in uh, I mean it's it's not necessary. The thing is we're trying to find some source of heavy metal. Unless the man who threw up on him also had some sort of extreme heavy metal poisoning and it was in something that he ate. It was, as you say, it was extremely bizarre. Um, nobody seems to have behaved the way that they should have behaved. Yeah, that's in a normal situation. 
No, I still don't. I really don't know what to think of it as that's, you know, we're typically in charge of writing our own reports. And so Fred just said that it was nothing and we took him at his word. And uh, that didn't look like nothing to me. Now, heavy metals will damage the mind. They lead poisoning makes people much dumber than uh, than they normally are. It destroys the brain cells. Uh, hopefully, our medical people will be able to tell us more about what's actually causing the problem. So, all of the uh, so as we're, are, are we can we getting close to the area? Yeah. So you can uh, all pull up there. Um, I think maybe. Well, we've got a hazard suit for you. We just want to make sure we're not exposed to anything. But there should be some residue that might show up on the on the metal detector. Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll put on some waders and uh, we can go out and take a look. That's I remembered uh, on the on the dash cam. I rewatched it after y'all left, and that's we passed the county road sign just a bit ago. So this should be right about the area that he was at. Uh, so yeah, you want to take your metal detector out? Go right ahead. Yeah, as he's using his metal detector, I'll just start to sort of grid the place and look around for any evidence. Sure. You all were here, if not this morning, then relatively recently uh, examining this area. I will say, Kios, you are very, very thorough with the metal detector, especially on the side of the road where the vomit would have taken place. And you aren't finding anything more than just the ambient um sort of warbling sounds you know you might find a penny exactly like just little road detritus and things that are scattered around but you're not finding anything that spikes in Mm. this yeah we're not finding anything maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't the vomit maybe it was something that happened between here and getting back home Did we get a sample of his patrol coat? Give give me a... Oh, God. So you talked about getting the patrol coat when you went to Christina Jacobs' home, but I think I believe everyone was pretty preoccupied by the now non-pregnant widow. Um... You can give me a luck roll at minus, let's call it minus 30, uh, to see if you remembered to grab it. And if you even found it while you were there. 59. Okay. So, yeah, it's still on your to-do list. It's sure it's in that house somewhere. You just got to go back and just knock, ask. See that baby cute little thing maybe grows up to be or um well we'll take a lot of pictures of the area where we are and see if there's any evidence of a person this would have happened how long ago maybe a week ago i believe it was just about a week ago let me confirm with a timeline real quick 
is there any kind of a tracking role I can do to see if I can find the path the person was taking? I mean, a lot of the plants would have sprung back up. But... So the person uh, after the the figure left, they were walking along the road line. They were going north up this road. And then it was after a point they lost visibility in the dash cam while Fred Jacob was standing sure. immobile. And then they turned around and went back. Well, I think we might be. I mean, can you think of anything else, Highline? Or uh, am I calling him Highline? What's your what's your what's your fake name? I'm not saying this out loud. I'm asking Dan what's his fake name. Patrick <laughs> Kelly. Okay, My, Patrick. That's the real name. My, my agent name is just Highline. Oh, my fake name. Sorry, I wrote right. that. I don't want to say your your agent name in front of uh, the real cop. <laughs> it's really cool. You FBI guys like to use these kind of spy code names and stuff. You can call me Officer Bigfoot. I like that. Sure. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Sure. Let's say... Uh, Woodman? Uh, Jack Ellison. Jack, Jack, I'll just say Jack. <laughs> Jack um, Jackson. Uh, I'll say, I, I, unless you have something else, uh, I think we're done here, but I would kind of like you to drive slowly along the road in this direction. I mean, the guy could have dropped dead 100 feet over there. It's pretty dense. We might not even notice it, but. Sure. I mean, like, I'm. I've been tasked to help y'all with your investigation. So anything I can do. And uh, so you all load back up in his car and keep driving north. You don't see any suspicious misshapen bundles piled besides the road. Um, you see a few lost shoes, other highway detritus. Um, about the time you start going further north and it's getting up into sort of like wooded mountainy forest area. Yeah. Uh, this is a good ways outside of Helena. Yeah, I don't think we are going to find anything. Let's uh, let's go back to the coroner's office. And is that where we, they are? They're at the hospital. No, they're at the coroner's office. I text yeah, take you. us take us to the coroner's, coroner's office. office. Uh, we'll see what's going on there. Yes, sir. And drive back. Uh, we'll rejoin back there. Bagman throttle. Uh, uh, um, let's go. Let's go someplace so we're not hanging right around the corner's office. Once we do, we have police tape accessible that we can just throw up on the door, or do we even care? Do we just say don't go in there and leave? I think we want to put some kind of tape up. Bagman, you got any police tape in your car? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we... We'll we'll tape some up around the door. We've told Janet um, to stay out of there, and then we're just going to go to the nearest coffee shop, right? So we'll I'll say that here. as as Kios uh, Highline and Sergeant Hayes get back and seeing that you're putting crime scene tape on the outside of the uh, coroner's office, he's going to say, "Hey, ho, ho! What the fuck did y'all do in there? Like, wait, what's all this for?" Oh, I, 
I thought it was a little further outside of town than that. Um, no, you're, there's a you're possible, like two there's, blocks from the sheriff's office. This is in the heart of Helena. There's a possible contaminant here. And I just want to talk to Dr. Um, I just want to talk to your coroner before we expose, potentially expose, expose more people. Yeah, I mean, get in line. That's We haven't been able to get a hold of him for a while. He never drops off the radar like this. But like, what, do you think that there's some kind of biohazard going on in there? We don't know. We don't know what possibly, to we're, but, but we're just being ex- exceeding, exceedingly cautious. Can you give me a persuade? Oh, shit. Sure. Oh, I fail. He rolled an odd one on his human. And so he is going to give you Highline recognizes this sort of sheriff eyebrow raised look and saying it's like, well, all right, I'm going to need you to come a little more clean with me. Like, is something up with Fred's body? Did he get into some shit? Or why? Why are you trying to crime scene up the coroner's office? I just split, man. So you just walk away? Yeah. Um, Why the fuck is this happening? Sheriff, so we are doing our very best to protect the town, okay? There may, we don't want, also don't want to cause an alarm because that is equally, uh, equally bad when, it, when it's unneeded. So while we're making sure of, of the facts so we can present them to you because at the end of the day, this is your town. We just want to cordon this building off for a very short period of time so we can make sure we're either right or wrong. I understand that this is your town. We're trying to be respectful as possible, but at the same time, we do have to do our jobs and we do have to protect the populace. So if you just allow us that time, we will personally, you will be the first person we talk to once we're done. Well, I'm just a sergeant, but I sure do love you fanning my ego like that. Oh, uh, I'll tell you what, like, I'll go ahead and clear this up with Sheriff Potter and, uh, you know, see what we can do. I'll I'll put you all in touch. Um, Like, we'll sort of put a kibosh on everything going on in here. But, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm trying to help you all because that that tape was something weird. Something fucky seems to be going on. But. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll be in touch. And he gets back in his patrol car and drives away. All right. So we're going to get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. We Let's have, we, yeah. Maybe we should go check in on Joy too. We've been, we've left them just sort of sitting outside of a trailer for a while. Well, I'd like to go over that. What we know so far. So let's, can, let's, let's, let's go relieve joy. I'm headed to a coffee shop. We could get uh, caffeine and sugar and bring them some. I think that we need to be careful. We didn't find any any evidence of heavy metals, you know. But the... Um, what what did you find? What did you find? In the Are you car? saying this before we go see Agent Joy? We're we're in the car. Well, we got two cars. 
you could be on speakerphone across the two cars. I imagine you can also down me in, so I'm listening to this. Doesn't Agent Joy have one of the cars? Yeah, I'm. I have a rental that I'm chilling in. So we're all in one car. Uh, no, so there's three cars. There's three cars. Three cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's three cars, but That's smartphones. It. The, the yeah. cars keep multiplying, and uh, they'll <laughs> eventually cars, fill the whole the, the world. The inventory is kind of weird. <laughs> all right. Okay. So when we get to so when we get to Joy's, yeah. Here's what. Here's my big news. Um, that there's there's some some gut flora alien gut flora that's growing in the initial corpse jacobs it's growing the body's not as stiff as as i would suspect although rigor mortis kind of lessens after a while but it's way too soon for the rigor mortis to lessen that that hooks into what i've been thinking um the copper mine uh, I was talking to the, the policeman about the copper mine. I made the assumption that it's not particularly dangerous, but he said it's highly toxic. Um, animals die when they get into the water. And as he said that to me, I I guess I saw something on the animal planet or something like that, and I thought, you know, yeah, but there are things that can live in that kind of an environment at the bottom of the sea, near the plumes of volcanic eruptions and things like that. What if something living in that water, all that heavy metal, of infected somebody, and that person threw up on the cop, and infected them. He then infected his wife, which infected the baby. It's not heavy metal poison. It's not throwing heavy metal at the person and having them absorb it. It's some sort of fungal infection, like you said, which means quarantining that room is probably an excellent idea. So, so you think the fungus or, or the bacteria, whatever it is, excretes heavy metal, but that doesn't explain why heavy metal is missing from the houses. So it probably needs heavy metal to live. If the like thing lived, yeah. I mean, because I right. think those things on the bottom of the ocean actually use the hydrogen, the sulfuric acid in the hydrogen vents to eat and consume and process they're aliens they're did i say it extremophiles <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you're saying that maybe there are some spores that get into people and it creates an, an introduced gut environment that requires heavy metals to flourish so that creates like cravings they crave perhaps even overriding um higher brain function otherwise no normal person would eat batteries one two um we know that christina jacobs appears confused and compromised three don't forget that fred jacobs um appear very susceptible 
to vocal commands. So is it a parent spore or a, a mother spore able to command anyone infected by it? There are considerations of mental compromise. And all it's doing is trying to create its own environment, which might be that copper stuff. That, what and, and is it? Tourists go there. What if it's infecting a lot of people? What, what does Christina Jacob keep saying? Didn't she keep saying something? Um, her husband and child are with the stars or star child or something like that. Yes. There might be significance to that. We were, we were, I didn't see the baby. You were repulsed by it. Did it look like it was growing things on it? You said it was deformed. You know, there's only one there's only one solution. You have to see the baby. I don't want to see the baby. I don't want to go anywhere near this. In fact, I know Highline wants to see the baby. Take pictures of the baby. You gotta see the a picture doesn't do it justice. You gotta see the baby. And don't you want to go and look for the coat? And we're right outside of her house. And you've got samples of this stuff in the lab. You can find out what kills it. Uh, I could do, oh, I could, I could do lab experiments on the um, gut flora. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I have some. I'm sure I took samples of it. Sure. You have a few Petri dishes from your samples before you bolted. Oh, yeah, I would like to go back to the house and get a sample from that jacket of his. Um, and also... We're right outside the house. That's where Agent George I don't know how small you think Helena is, but, like, you can drive to the house, sure. It's not that everything is on the same street corner. No. I'm sorry. I thought we left Joy stationed outside the house, and then I thought we all drove over to talk to Joy. I, no, I think you guys are on route driving while we're on speaker, it sounds like. I understood that y'all were at a coffee shop, but sure, like you can easily drive <laughs> sure. over to Christina's. Yeah, I, I'm still outside in the car through speaker. Um, yeah. Also, Kios, what did you find in the in the green box? Oh, um, I got a whole bunch of things. Uh, got a submachine gun and uh, some other Whoa! stuff. Whoa! Boy, how it's, you... it's, it's in the trunk. Um, yeah, I also found some very scary shit. Um, things that the previous uh, previous agents have labeled "do not open, do not touch," and I was like, "Oh, I won't." <laughs> Did any of them look like they'd been opened? No, but there were some chemical um, explosives there. They looked they looked a little shaky. Like I didn't get them, so. I thought, yeah, I ain't going to put these in my car and drive around with them. One speed bump and sure, the whole place could go up. Sure. Um, <laughs> I forget. Glad we've got other... multiple cars. There were a few other things, but nothing, nothing in particular. So, so no references to anything about um, being in the light, being in stars, and nothing related that you can mm. think of. Probably not, yeah. But it was it was it was in fairly good condition. So if we need a place, uh you know, you've got put the coordinates in all of your phones. So it sounds like step one for us would be to understand what can kill it, but before that is to quarantine or contain Christina, the coroner's office, and most likely find the coroner. Uh, before he he infects more people, right? 
and there's still that John Doe. I wonder if um, any of the FBI um, searches have identified who that was. I don't know, but right now I call him Alpha or uh, what do patient you call zero, it? Yeah, whatever, patient yeah. zero or. I, yeah, I don't know that the the the, the um, mind thing is new information to me. I didn't know there was some kind of copper mine here. Has there been any evidence that anybody had been to the copper mine? Well, he said we don't know where this trap. Right. This you all can also with, you can also search in your phone for the Berkeley pit in Montana. It's a it's in Butte. It's just a few miles away. Uh, that that information is publicly available. It's a kind of gross right. tourist trap. Yeah, that's what's come up a number of times before. Mm-hmm. Because right. because our first question was where is a source of heavy metals when we were here, and they said that's the nearest thing. Right. I, I think if... if we expose the sample to heavy metal and we do see that it does react and, and it does try to consume it, then we can say, okay, there is a relationship between same, that and heavy metals. Copper. Yeah, exactly. Right. Sink, copper, cadmium, that sort of thing. We could the just go to Walmart, is, buy some batteries. There is a problem with the theory. And the big problem is, is how does something like an extremophile... Mm. Uh, survive in a human being well through through needing to constantly consume heavy metal right like it is surviving a song that has sustenance well unless somehow it instantly evolved you know how did it get to that point well we aren't really part of its life cycle i think cross species or um, if we are more far-fetched, it could be engineered. But but at this time, I think the how is less important than tracing it back. I think once we better ID the source, we might be you know able to know what happened. The kind of kind of business we're in, yeah, it could have been a, a small uh, meteorite from another world lands in the water and infects it, and then we're infected, and the Andromeda strain. We'll call it the Andromeda strain. There you go. Mr. Crichton would be pleased. <laughs> so it seems like next steps would be, do, do you suggest letting the, oh yeah, how, how much does the uh, local um, law enforcement folks know about any of this? Did you guys they, get into problems with them at all? They, I, I, I told him the problem. The problem is this heavy metal poisoning and we can't figure out where it came from. And I he was there when I was doing the exam of the area and we found nothing. And so I was like, well, maybe we've made a mistake. Maybe the, th- the guy who vomited didn't have anything at all to do with it. That's when we started talking about the copper mine. And that's when the little light sort of went off in my head that it could be that. That I didn't tell him. So I'm hoping there are ways we can make use of local law enforcement to help us with quarantine or things like that. But because they know each other, I don't know how um, objective they can be if we need to do more stringent containment measures. So what are your thoughts? Like, do we loop them in? Do we 
take care of it ourselves. You know, it still still doesn't necessarily qualify as an alien invasion or a hyperdimensional thing. We could just call the CDC. Well, I mean, the EPA is around already, right? Yeah, I think yeah. we should we should put the EPA in on this, if only just for the 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 containment procedures. All right. So you suggest reach out to the EPA uh, liaison Gabriel and Jenna, mm-hmm. get them involved, and then in the meantime we investigate the source, knowing that uh, the contamination is somewhat contained for now. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that cool with our uh, what like uh, the whole like whatever clandestine nature of who we are? Well, we're not going to tell them that we're well. <laughs> Delta on Green. that note, on that yeah. note, though, um, your your orders from Agent Gaston were to try and find a way to label this a bioterrorism threat to put it firmly under the FBI's wing, because then the program can keep this quiet. Mm. If this gets into EPA, CDC, it may get handled, but it will quickly grow outside of program control Mm. and anything they find will be public. Yeah, I mean, CDC does have that infectious disease guy. What's his name? Uh, Fau something? I forgot. Yeah. Fau Chi, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, How about... How about letting... The cops, local cops, believe that it. I mean, maybe uh, Agent uh, Throttle, you could leak that you've determined the substance is bioengineered and probably by terrorists. Well, why don't we just stick the uh, Sons of Freedom with the bill? I mean, it's not like they're contributing society. Uh, uh, yeah, but they're small-time neo-Nazi groups. What if we just don't it. give them that answer? Yeah, just we don't know yet. Now, do you think Trump should do it? it? Or or maybe Highline, because it appears they have a closer bond. He could confuse, convince them to help us with the quarantines. I think we should call a press conference. I think that's reasonable. <laughs> I'll call Fox. You call MSNBC. That's what I think. Let's have a call a press conference. We'll say all that. That we think it's bioengineered, that it's likely a terrorist, that we've got some that we've got some rippy dip group in town that we're looking at. Let's bring the sheriff in. Let's come up with a whole load of shit. Everybody goes looking off in this other direction, and then we'll try to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I think keep in mind, our, our second order is to keep any of this off uh, national news. Yeah, and that would be like we would become the focus of the whole country. We'll be on camera. Let's well, let, whatever we have to do to solve this, but let's start quietly. Let's see if we can figure out what kills it. Maybe it's soap. You just go dump well, a whole we, bunch we of soap in the, it, in the. Wait, wait. We don't know what it is yet, right? We right. don't know if there is an it. Well, you're the only medical biologist, that and can... we have the flora samples to to. Oh, that's all we have. So all we have is these weird flora samples. They don't know what they do. I like. Is this what's killing people? Right, but my, said it was alien. People? my concern is we have been too careful because like we just said, our mandate is to make we're like once we figure out what's going on, make this look like a terrorism attack. So it's complete under FBI purview. If we keep pussyfooting around, there's no way 
that we're going to be able to spend that. Right now, we just look like really nosy federal agents. That's what we are right now. Um, we need to spin this like this is an issue. You are not equipped to handle this issue. We are taking over. We don't what have do to we... do a press conference, but we need to put Although ourselves a, a, in the a press conference is the best way to do that. Yes, but that goes, but it, it, it alerts too many people. How about we handle it Delta Green style? Let's collect you mean the with woman, heaters? Collect Wait. the woman and the child, take them out into the woods and get rid of them to well, bury them well, in a hole. We don't know if that's enough, right? Let, let's say no, we but burn it the certainly place is down. a start. But, but let's say even if we burn the places down, if fire does nothing but just spread it, it doesn't work. So are, are we thinking about this backwards? I agree with bioterrorism. I agree with putting it under FBI. But why does that need to be the start of our plan and not the end? If by the end of whatever our investigation, we engineer an event that puts it under FBI purview, Agreed. that's okay too, right? Like Agreed. we don't need to make this event the thing they look at. We just need a bioterrorism event. But we also have what may be an infectious fungus that people are passing hand to hand. True. We need to stop that. The people who we know are infected, we need to eliminate them quietly where nobody will ever know what happened to them. So you need to find out what this stuff is, what kills it. And then so we multiple, need to clean up. Right. So multiple tracks, right? It sounds like for the samples we have, we'll want to do two things. One, expose it to heavy metal to see if it does react and that's really what's causing it. And two, you know, what kills it? Is it fire? Is it soap? Is it whatnot? And then in the meantime, we continue contact tracing to identify all the individuals that will need to take care of, right? To to point, that. Yeah, it, it might not be um, eliminate, but at least we know who we need to keep an eye on to, you know, keep them safe. We get samples from that, that uh, pit and see if we find the infection there as well. Okay, so research, contact tracing, and samples from the pit. Also, I guess we do have to figure out if it was, in fact, bioengineered. We need to also get samples from that coat. I'd like to see if, that, if that's the catalyst here. Uh, maybe we won't find that gut fauna on the coat. Maybe we'll find some sort of a spore or something that triggered that growing. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, the, the easiest way to get that code while containing the situation would be to uh, either let local authorities or Christina um, know that, hey, her house might have a biocontaminant. And while we're sort of quarantining it, then we look for and get the code too, right? Yeah. And then we'll have an excuse to relocate her to a more secure location. Well, here, let me show you what I got in the in the tank. Uh, got some guns. We got some of this. Oh, I forgot about the got a cassette player. Um, we can take that in and see if we can get it working. A cassette uh, player? 
Yeah, there's a cassette in it. I'm almost reluctant to listen, but... Yeah, let's get that. It was in the green box, so realize that it could be tied into some horrible hear the sound of a screaming angel and you lose your mind or some stupid shit like that. Sure. And what you see is an old 1980s tape deck that has the back of it with that used to have the two big fat batteries in it sort of leaking out the bottom. There is, through the faded plastic, uh, a tape inside that says Star People and a cable with an AC plug-in adapter. I'll plug it into my car. Okay. So just so um, I we can clarify, because I haven't been quite sure if we are in cars this whole time or getting in a coffee shop or something. Are we just essentially like three inconspicuous black sedans are conspicuously parked next to each other with everyone talking on speakerphone. <laughs> outside Christina's house. Yes. <laughs> right outside exactly of Christina's that. house. <laughs> okay, great. I misunderstand because I thought that y'all were right. at a coffee shop for a while. All right. Um, well, it came up. <laughs> I don't think we pulled the trigger. Or if we I, did. Think maybe, I think maybe you should wait to listen to that until we're back to the hotel. And Bagman, you also have um, a stack of financial records for local big players within Helena. Specifically, you were wanting to look at people who are companies who invested in Sheriff Potter's numerous reelection campaigns mm -hmm. um, to try and follow the money in town. And um, you are still pending the facial recognition submission. So there's a decent amount of research that can be done over the next few hours. But again, it's the ball is in your court. So what would you all like to do? I will say you all are somewhat conspicuously parked nearby Christina Jacobs' home. If someone could, you know, uh, keep watch for 10, 15 minutes, I need to make a Walmart one, uh, run. Um, that's about it. Well, we're right here outside of her house. And there's things that we want to do in our house. And we've got PPE stuff. So who's going in? And let's real quick discuss, are we going to extract her from the house, her and the baby? And if we do that, what are we going to do with it? Well, we're not going to do that unless we decide to put her in a pit somewhere and bury her. Uh, we haven't planned that out. We haven't prepared yet. But that's okay, so probably where we're it's going. going to go. So, what are we going in the house for? Just to get the jacket? I don't know. You, just, you just said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think jacket and baby. And while you guys are doing that, I uh, do my Walmart run. Okay. All right. Who wants to make a house call? Depends. I think I'm going to go team. with I'm going to go with Agent Joy to yeah. the <laughs> yeah. but By the way, is the pecan pie still on the driveway or is it gone now? I remember Highline dropping it in somewhere between the kitchen and the living room. Okay, so fair enough. Maybe it's still there. <laughs> pecan pie. I do okay. want to look at that jacket. Uh, All right. Do you want to go up and knock? Yeah, you guys have high, high, high hazard stuff. Yeah, I'll go. Joy and I are going to go to the store. Yeah. 
Suit it up. Can I take you the walk SMG? Up? Yeah. I'm sorry. Is there anything else we want in here? Because I don't want to have to come back. Samples of the baby's skin sample, fluid sample from both, if possible. Hair sample. How are we gonna get how are we gonna get samples of the baby's GI tract? I mean diapers. <laughs> right, got Ew. flora, right? So whatever comes to come out. That's not a bad idea. If there's one thing uh the company knows is dealing with shit. How are we gonna convince the mother of that? Maybe uh hey listen, there might be a biological threat here and we wanna you know that's a, we need a sample to see if you've been infected with something. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know all the doctor talk. I'm, so as you both are having this hushed conversation after knocking at the door, um, it's going to open up slightly and you see a familiar face. Um, hello? Oh, it's it's you two. Um, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we don't we just stand there. Uh, we introduce ourselves, say this is deputy and I'm the doctor. And uh, we've got, there's a couple more things that we need to do. To, we're concerned that your baby's not healthy. And we're concerned that you're not healthy. And there's just a couple of tests that we can do right here if you will let us do those tests. And it would be good for the baby. But we're not pushing you. Uh, look, it's cold out here. Can we come in? Um, yeah, yeah, that's 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 fine. I understand. Um, she'll let you in. That was convincing. Yeah, we think there's so, a biological angle here that... And I'm assuming you both are in full PPE and everything. You notice the oh, house yeah. is kind of dusty. Yeah. Um, we just want to get some samples so we can run a test just, just to potentially clear you of any sort of a, an infection. Um, just because we're just, we're just concerned about the, your, your husband got sick and died, and we just want to make sure that you two aren't sick as well. That's it. That's all we want to do. Um. Okay, I, I still I've been doing everything that the doctor said that I'm I'm certain Joanna's fine. Um, but so what what do you what do you need from me? Well, um, <laughs> what doctor, Christina? What what doctor you've been talking to? Um, are uh, what are pregnancy doctors called? It's Did not a pediatrician, right? No, I don't know what pregnancy doctors are called, uh, uh, but obstetricians. Thank you. Um, so obstetrician. Uh, let's see. Re uh, Dr. Quayhog. <laughs> um, no, it's right. I, I still have all the pregnancy booklets and all the what to do's that it's according to everything, Joanna's fine. I know that she's a little different, but she's still, she's perfectly healthy. Um, oh, I'm sure she is. I'm sure you both are. This is, as I said, this is just a precaution. So look, I've got just a cup. I'm going to draw a little blood. Is that okay? Okay. It's really just, it's, I'm not even going to, it's just a pinprick. I'm just going to take like a little trace of blood from both you and the baby, just from your fingertips. Is that going to be all right? Give me a a solid persuade. 
particular mostly for the baby she can give you her blood from that but she's very protective of her child as any mother would be i failed okay um listen i uh i've seen people do this before i i can give you a i'll give you a sample but i want to do it it's i'm uh uh, i want to be able to handle things with joanna but it just show me how it's done she have the baby No, the baby is not with her. Well, let me take your blood. Can I do that? Yes. Okay. okay. So you can hold your arm out and do that. So when that takes a few minutes, so I'll sit down like at the kitchen table and do that with her, giving High Tower a chance to look around the damn place. Sure. And you can keep her occupied for a bit. Yeah, I'm going to try to find that coat. Okay. Your best bet might be the bedroom, end of the hall. All right. Is the baby in that bedroom? All right. As your footsteps seem to be heavier and heavier as you get closer, you open the door and see in this small room a rumpled bedspread, um, a pile of clothes in a laundry basket, and a crib against the far wall with a, a slight mound in it seems to be stirring just slightly. You can't hear too much over your voice, your uh, breath, just in this respirator, trying to stay calm. All right. So there's a, so you said that there's a, so this is the same bedroom where like she would sleep and. Uh, it seems to be, yes, it seems to be both of their their shared bedroom. Uh, there's photos of them on the nightstands. Seems to be a sort of his and hers side to it based on the, you know, jewelry and things, phone chargers, alarm clocks uh, on different nightstands. But there is uh, a a clothes hamper that is in the closet right nearby. Okay, and the baby's not in uh, Um, Do you want to go check under the blankets? Um, I'm going to look for the coat first. Um, if I'm suspicious of that lump of blankets, maybe I'll just occasionally watch it, make sure nothing's writhing underneath. Okay. Shuddering. Gotcha. Um, as you dig through the clothes hamper, uh, I just imagine you sort of like diving your hand in, trying to feel leather or something, keeping an eye on the hamper off to the side. Um, your fingers do strike leather and a slightly furred collar. Got gloves on, just making that clear. We were in PPE suits. Oh, come on. You don't want to raw dog it? Damn. Babies uh, have teeth, just to remind you. Like <laughs> college days over. Uh, but yes, you can. You find the jacket inside of the hamper. All right. I've got some evidence kits. I'm going to like swab where it looks like it's been soiled and tuck it away in like an evidence bag. Sure. You can do that. All right. Um, so the bag crinkles, the blankets stir a little bit more. You hear that slight sound of a baby, maybe still asleep. In that bunch of blankets? Right above you. Yes, still in the crib. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> like battery acid dropping on his oh, PPE. There's yeah. this slight dripping that lands on your shoulder. Uh, <laughs> blasting. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anything in the pockets of the coat? 
Um, you sift through typical detritus, like maybe receipts, coins, paper clips, stuff like that. Nothing that really seems interesting. Does the way the baby is in that bunch of blankets seem careless? No, it seems very well cared for. That's this, by all accounts, this is a, you know, a couple's room with a crib sharing a baby inside. You've just been dealing with some sort of gossip who tells you that this baby is ugly as sin. Uh, Go look at that baby, quit stalling. You haven't seen any reason to suspect anything. All right. Maybe she's just yanking your chain. Uh, yeah, she's. Uh, I'm gonna look at the baby. Right, I'm gonna not look. <laughs> You're um, nowhere near there. I gotta know. You went to Walmart or something. Yeah, you and I. I like, Highline hey. forgets that he's still on hey. speakerphone, and he's gonna say, exactly. I'm gonna look at that baby." <laughs> Don't yeah, live stream it. Small town ranch kid. You know, and, and when something, you know, it's not often that something this uh, controversial happens. And so when there's any kind of news, I mean, when the cow gets loose, it's, you know, it's news in the town. So it's, like it's two, two-headed cattle, it could be that. All right. So, um, Dan, something I would like from you. Uh, go ahead and roll sanity, because that might depend on what you see. Are you sending him the picture or are you uh, sharing it? Maybe. No, I'll be sending it in DMs. Okay, right. perfect, perfect. So I don't need to hide. Okay. I fail. All right. Uh, roll me a D4. Four, all right. I just want Four. to see his reaction. Four. All right. You walk up, hand trembling just slightly uh, as you're on top of this blanket. It stirs just a little bit as if almost noticing your presence. You... Oh, let's see. Oh, no. Oh, no. Bad time to close the wrong window. Just building the suspense. J yeah, just pause for effect. Oh, my God. There. I'm so sorry. Um, so you hesitate for several long seconds. <laughs> um and you pull the cover aside as you start hearing this stirring as the baby. And you see a beautiful, lovely baby girl. She seems a bit disturbed that you've it just oh. disrupted her nap like this. But she's perfectly fine. That's a really cute baby for being multiple months premature healthy what a cute little girl yeah she stares at you already has hair growing her eyes blink just very confused seeming to look right into yours well highline thinks that all all things considered she's precious all right she she starts crying a little bit um and at this point camera is going to smash cut back to uh back to christina getting her blood drawn like oh oh joanna must be waking up um okay so can you show me how to to do this so i, I i'm happy to give you a blood sample but i do want to take care of her i, I can't i mean I, I just won't have a can't i can't show you how to do it um 
I guess I just won't get a blood sample from the baby. And I guess we'll just hope the baby's healthy. Damn. Okay. You're going for the guilt. All right. Hey, well, it's, it's, I can't just show you how to draw blood. You know, you could hurt the baby, but I respect your wishes. Okay. So and we're all set here. So yeah, if you need to go check on your child, then go ahead. Well, All right. Well, okay, but I'm, I'll be right there. Like I, I'll do this just to make sure that she's safe and taken care of. You're going to hold her. You, the only way this is going to work is for you to hold the baby while I do it. You're going to okay. have to hold her so she doesn't, you know, laser beam eye me or something. Okay. No, that's okay. She's no, oh, her eyes are precious, aren't they? And uh, as you get up from the kitchen table, and walk over to uh, the bedroom, you pass Highline. Um, Highline, how do you feel from this? Like, it's just a normal fucking kid. You're muted. Yeah, healthy baby, cute little girl. So you pass each other going in through the hallway and throttle you see the I just same. Lean, I lean over to Highline and I say, and I'm whispering this, we need a diaper, a dirty diaper. Find a dirty diaper. And then I just keep going. All right. I'm going to go. Uh, maybe uh, I got some trash in my pocket or something like that. And uh, uh, man, where's your rubbish? Oh, um, we have bins in there and uh, in the kitchen mostly. Okay. What looks like it would be close to like where she might throw diapers? Like what's the closest to the baby's room? There is a small diaper bin that's nearby the crib itself. Um, otherwise, she would likely empty that. They're light blue bags. Um, it's common to empty those into the main trash bin. All right. Yeah, I'll uh, maybe take some trash out of my pocket and open the bin and sort of put it in there and grab a diaper. It's going to stink, but yeah. yeah. So you can, all right. So at this point, um, throttle, you see the same baby is, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, kind of tuffling underneath Does it the blankets. behave like a baby? So it seems to look at you and with a lot more intent than just a baby sort of absorbing the world, um, taking everything Newborns. in. Yeah, newborns don't have any kind of depth perception, right? They can't. Right. It's and not going to notice is, me until I'm right on top of it. Sure. Does this behave, baby behavior like that? No, it actually, it seems to be like maybe from a three-month-old. Like it, it seems to be a little bit further ahead of, than what a, like a couple weeks old baby might be. At least in your medical opinion. But Christina will hold the you know she'll hold joanna and yep. perfectly normal you'll actually you can take blood uh you would do it from the heel of the foot uh, it's typically how they'll do blood draws on babies because fingers are so little tiny they heal super fast on uh, baby feet though so it's not as bad as it sounds um while this is happening highline you can sort of make a show of putting something in the trash can ruffle your hand around while it's in there um you'll see 
a light blue smaller bag sort of tucked in inside of it um you can open that up there's some spent diapers um very you know you've seen like baby poop before where it can be all sorts of colors but this is a different shade of green than you have seen before wait 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 is he opening the diaper and looking at it or do you want to take the whole bag um so is the, like, how big is this bag is it going to be obvious if it's just like Oh, I got this one bag of diapers here. So, um, actually, this is a perfect time. You can roll um, alertness or search, or what level are either of those skills? If they're above 50, I'll give this to you. All right, my alertness is 80. Holy crap. Um, so, you notice that there is a stack of Amazon boxes that are sort of piled up nearby the back door. Uh, so, you could totally take this little bag of diapers and shove it into an Amazon box and then boot that right out front while no one's looking all right i'm going to put special the delivery close the box up uh, open the door real quick and kind of give it a shove out into the snow or whatever and, uh, and close the door sure and at this point um yes throttle i will say you can get a blood draw from joanna as well uh she is very displeased but um the baby. christina the does come for her is joanna yes and she's a sweet thing Other than premature development, or let's call it rapid development, does the baby behave like a baby? I'm not a baby doctor. Sure. It seems to be behaving just like a baby. Um, again, it just, it just is growing quickly. Yes. Knowing how like old she is. Form. Right. Knowing how old she is, she seems to be a little bit ahead of the curve. Right. She'll be potty trained in no time. No, it's, I mean, I'm once I've got the blood drawn, I think I'm happy. Uh, there's any any signs of skin scaling? Um, on Joanna, kind of, sort of. Um, her skin, let's say, has an um unusual complexion. It's not necessarily scaling like what you saw on Fred, but. There seem to be some little pustules, um, things like that. None of them seem to be weeping or like an obvious hazard. You know, just some people are different. Right. Okay. Uh, I, th well, I think what, if we have to coat the diaper and the blood, I think that's mission success when we're out of there. Okay. Um, you both can thank Christina for her cooperation. She would also tell you that she's um, comfortable here. She she wants to help rate. She's worried about the winter weather um, on Joanna and wants to just stay here if at all possible. If you need to make a house call, she gives her number or something. Um, and uh, yes, can wish you both a good day. Uh, you do notice there is a, a little plastic tin of pecan pie. I think Highline would notice that only after touching the diaper bag. So, you know, dealer's choice if you want to deal with that. Um, but you both can get away scot-free after you roll me a D100. Oh, forty-two. Okay. 
49. Okay. Yeah, we get a little bit of this here. Great. Well, you both can get out of the house. Highline has a special delivery. Hey, Toronto, uh, I got something for you. <laughs> so, did you see the baby? Yeah, she's that looks like a pretty cute, healthy little girl to me. No, okay. throttle. I mean, a uh, Highline. Actually, as you're remembering it. It's hard to remember specific features about her. Oh. You remember uh, that she was cute, but uh, like, uh, pretty cute with like blonde or black hair. Kind of big about between this big and that big. I, I, I think pretty. Yeah, you did, I don't know what happened to you, buddy, but you didn't see the baby. Well, then. How many babies does she have? When okay, when I saw the baby, it was the baby, right? It was the same baby you saw before. Yeah, and, and it looked the same way that I saw it the first time. Yes, it did. I think she had like a maybe a bow tie in her hair. You seriously did not see a mutated baby. She did have a little bow tie in her hair. <laughs> it yeah. just you know it was difficult to notice for you. Uh, Dr. Hayward. I mean, I can't remember really details. It was just a brief look, but I mean, nothing shocking to me. No. Well, that's weird because um, I noticed a, a severely abnormal um, child. So either there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with me. So either one of us is maybe already contaminated, uh, but something strange is going on there. We'll just have to report this to the group. Yeah, that's not right, because, yeah. Because I didn't see a baby that was cute under any situation. Oh? Huh. Yeah, the way you described it first, I was kind of surprised. I was thinking, you know, she's not that bad. Where's my, where's my phone? Hey, Agent Joy, how's Walmart going? Christmas trees are out. I'm still working out these coupons. I think if I stack these three together, we get 10 cents off these bag of cookies and, and maybe. So still working it out. Uh, we are we are en route um, to the automated teller um, thing with the things we need. So we should be good. Uh, so, so for me, I don't know what you're planning on getting here, Kiosk. I just need not much. I need a dog or animal carrier. I need some lithium batteries, you know, the little coin ones, some normal batteries, and some um, fishing line. Heavy duty, ideally. I mean, I could use floss, but I, I, I like fishing lines, personally. Why are you getting the little ones? Yeah. Oh, I want to see um, if they react to lithium or if they need the heavy sink and whatnot. Well, we're going to get we're going to get some regular like triple yeah A's. yeah we'll, we'll get both we'll get both you right. know the, the the baby's mouth is tiny so maybe it's easier to eat that way I don't know. gonna feed him to the baby i mean we need I sent you to a text from my phone yeah i mean we, we need the asset alive it's easier to carry the baby than the woman uh throttle wants funyuns make sure we get some of those <laughs> funyuns well. all right fine <laughs> Let me see if I can find coupons for it. Oh, hey, there it is. I want Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> what 
we'll hoard all the toilet paper and in two years we'll make a killing. All right, we're on our way back. All right. Where would you all like to meet up? I've been outside. I, I didn't go in the house. I was just like outside, like leaning on the car. I didn't want to go back in there. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Um, Backman, what do you do whenever you see um, <laughs> Agent <laughs> Highline's PPE'd figure just football punt an open Amazon box out the front door? <laughs> I stop. <laughs> um. I trust him enough to feel as though that's probably a good reason why that was punted out the, the door. So I will grab. Um, we probably have one at this point, like an empty Walmart bag. And try to put the box in there. Limiting touch. Don't you want to know what's in it? Absolutely. What if it's something important to the case? Then I, of course, I, it's important to the It case. could be a real gold mine. Um, let's see. There could be some real pearls of wisdom inside. You can 50-50 it. Literally rolling luck. Yeah, I literally... Man, the, these dice need to be retired. Um, I'll, I'll look. Apparently, the dice say I look. Wait, uh, is it fail or critical fail? <laughs> it was just a fail. Okay, okay I was going to say yeah. crit fail, you get some on your finger. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I rolled an 83, so I'll look. All right, yeah, you got to... So the smell is really something else. It smells just like the uh, like rank, moldy carpet that has been left in an old house for too long. Um, and some baby food. Okay. Carrots. Do I need to roll con? Or is <laughs> like... How far is this going? Is this more description or are we mechanically? Am I, am I going to react? Uh, no, this is just description for fun. That Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your so brain's you, going to tell you what it is the second. So, <laughs> so Highline will hear me because he's probably, he kicked it out the door, but he's not out the door yet. They're both still in there technically, right? They're walking out. Yeah. So this, they're in the process the of leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Highline will hear in the distance me just say, oh, God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful yeah um not to um feed into the puns we've been putting in chat but uh, uh highlines on my shit list right now <laughs> oh uh, tom did you want to end it there for tonight or do you want to keep going for a bit bob um, we can end it there if you want uh, i'm good to keep going if y'all are or what we could do is we could... we got about 10 minutes. We still want to listen to the tape. Yeah, we could listen to the tape before we end. Right, and, and maybe even decide to-dos because it sounds like Bagman wants us to um, confront or push the issue a bit more with the, you know, with the cops here. We want to do research. Like, there's a lot of, you know, things we talked about, but I don't think we really gave you specifics of what we plan to do. Yeah. Perfect. we got 10 All minutes, right. so... Great. In that case, um, let's say you all get back in your cars, Bagman staring daggers at Highline the entire way, uh, rolling with the windows down in the car, uh, 
there's no air fresheners in these rentals. Actually, no, there would be a little pine air freshener you can shove into the box as like a very poor coping mechanism <laughs> to deal with it. And you all can head back to the hotels. Smells uh, like a baby shit in the forest. <laughs> yes. so we're, we're driving with the windows open. Baby right? shit in the woods. Hey, Bagman, there's nothing... No, 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 nothing personal between us, right? You, you could have, you kissed my ass. You could have said something. You could be like, "Hey, don't open it." Hey, look out! Hey, uh, hey, bag man, shit in the box. It's a box of shit. Don't open it. I thought it was the pecan pie, man. God damn! I didn't have time to put a note on it. I mean, I was literally stealing baby shit, so I had to get it out of there. Why are we still? Okay, I don't. So I don't want to talk to you right. Fair enough. So let's assume we get back then to the hotel. Sure. So you're saying that you, Throttle, could see the deformed baby, but you, Highline, couldn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't... There's a lot going on while on my mind, so I don't remember exact details, but I mean, that baby... The way that Throttle described it was not my experience. That's but th- weird. But no, Throttle no. saw it shortly after it was born, and you saw it a few days later. But I saw it, I just saw it an hour ago, too, right? And it did, did the appearance change? Well, we're... I mean, it was bigger. You know, witches, sure. fairies, all of that supposedly had some sort of glamour that made you see what you wanted to see. But since Throttle, you've already seen it, and it's what it really looks like, you you weren't affected. Well, also, interesting. No, I don't, interesting. no it's not, agents. The thing that, that I saw on, yep. was not subtle. It was dramatic. So Because it hadn't developed either. the ability yet to do it. And, and don't, don't forget what, the John Doe who's able to verbally compel yeah. Fred Jacobs. So are you thinking along the same lines? Yeah, some sort of mesmerism. Let's find out what's on well, the baby. The, the baby can't talk as far as I know, although it is growing rapidly. But I didn't notice any pattern of speech. So that's even more concerning if it's not through vocal commands if it's through pheromones through other mechanisms okay sure but you're both jumping to conclusions though there could be something wrong with me you're correct you're correct well i mean we we recall the video too remember like the video on the dash cam right let's see what this star thing is this tape yeah i'm curious and let me can i do just a quick cursory examination of you hightower Highline, you mean? Highline. Who's Hightower? Highline. Can I do an examination of you quickly? Just blood pressure and temperature and that sort of thing? And, and yeah, like, does Highline appear to yeah. act normal, or, or do we notice anything off about yeah. him in general? I mean, there's always been a little something off, but you don't notice anything particularly mm-hmm. different, problematic. Yeah, I guess uh, we don't know him enough to have a good baseline. It's just been a few days, too. Personality-wise, he has not changed physically. You don't notice anything from the medical examination. I believe punting boxes of shit out of people's door is out of... That's I think true. He's, I think he's out of homeostasis. 
I think Bagman may not need to do the exam. We all at the moment suspect there's some sort of fungal infection. So spit in a Petri dish and we'll see if there's the culture. We should probably all do it. So am I spitting, am I getting rid of my chewing tobacco first before I do that or? Yeah, I hope so. That's nasty. All right. So to go through one thing at a time, um, as uh, Dr. Hayward is doing the physical examination of um, Deputy Kelly, uh, uh, Agent Sanson will plug in the tape deck, get the little red light to pop on, rewind to the front of the tape and hit play. Are you not (laughs) listening? I'm not going to listen. Uh, you hit play and Bagman wanted to listen. Yeah. I'll definitely listen. Yeah. Okay. What kind of an agent are you? You're not going to listen to this? One of us has to survive to tell the tell Delta Green what happened. And so far, you guys have all been a little uh, too agreed. close to whatever's going on. Right. We, we, we've all been in the house except Agent Kiosk. So I believe that Agent Kiosk should remain as um, isolated from anything else as possible. So you listen. Might be nothing. I'll listen. Yeah. Okay. Um, Backman, as you hit play on this recording, it starts up with an interview with a Cree man uh, asking, so so can you tell me a little bit about this uh, song of the star people? This is something that we've studied uh, a good bit, but it's mostly passed down from oral traditions. And so with very few written records, this is a very, very novel chance for us to learn more about this. Man pauses and responds and says, it is meant to be sung for the Matutsi and Asinuik uh, at the, the Sweat Lodge Rocks at the Pleiades. The star people are great spiritual leaders. They they will come down to share wisdom and sometimes to take worthy people with them up to the stars. So, so can you tell me a bit of who these leaders were? Was it the same ones that returned? Legends say they cannot be described. Only emitting a brightness, radiance, like the stars themselves. They have not been on Earth a long time like my people. Who knows what shape they did take or will take? And so, well, thank thank you, sir. Uh, Do you think that you could potentially sing the song of the star people here? This, again, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. there is a pause. Man clears his throat. I click and, it off. I click it off. Do we want to let this song play? What power do we think you could have? I don't know. I'm asking. Maybe none. I'm just asking. And we put it on mute until there. He looks like he's done singing. This and is a 1980s it's an audio, tape it's deck. An audio oh, okay. You okay, will okay. need to fast forward and guess. Okay. Oh, we yeah, can't hear you, Joe. Yeah, you, you guys can not listen if you want to, but I want to hear this. All right. I hit play. Okay. 
after there's a brief pause and the man clears his throat, um, he begins singing this song that you might recognize as a type of Native American song that I will not try to act out. Uh, but it begins going down and oscillating in and out of this sort of throat singing. If you've heard uh, like the Tibetan monks that go into very, very deep timbers and then rising back up again, it can become resoundingly deep and guttural, but never breaks the same rhythm and goes on for several minutes. It seems to almost have an ability to repeat such that if you sang this one passage and then started again, it would just be the same rhythm, uh, unending. This goes on for a short while and the interviewer pauses, says, Oh, well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Um, and I'm sorry, just, just one last question. Are there, are there any times or events that these ceremonies would occur? <clears throat> From this usually takes place on very high ground, uh, ceremony reaching out to the stars. Uh, if I had to say, Ghost Mountain might be best. Oh, thank, thank you for your time. This has been <laughs> the tape begins sort of going into this screeching sound, ruined. I real quick Google Ghost Mountain. Sure. You find that there are go uh there are places called Ghost Mountain in let's see. Apologies, just making sure I get the right here. There are a couple of places called Ghost Mountain. Um, one is in the Anzo Borrego Desert in California. Uh, one Ghost Mountain in Papua New Guinea and another in South Africa. So we don't have any reason to believe that this interview was done anywhere near here. Except that the tapes here. And we're and talking about um, native to, tribes, right? Right, and related to oh yeah, people. what was the what was the indigenous tribe? He said Cree, didn't he? Well, yes, but there were a did. couple others mentioned. Um, yes. So the the interviewer mentions that this is a Cree man, and the man also mentions the Matutsian Asinuik. So, so can we overlay um, known areas of the tribes with? the ghost mountain to see if there's like overlap one and two of the many ghost mountains, which ones are clearly above sea level versus which ones are kind of just near high. So well, wait, wait, of the three ghost mountains, only one was in the United States, right? Yes. And that was in California, California. Okay. And that's not, Territory. Of course, all of these tribes may move around periodically throughout history, but yep. they have stuck to like more eastern central or were moved around. Right. I think you mean. Yes. Yes. It's also possible that Google doesn't list mountains named the way the Cree Indians would name. Right. Old, old names. Yeah. Right. And right, for right, that, right, right. I will ask Agent Kios, at what point do you enter the room again? during this confab once i hear that there's no noise no no odd voices from other people talking 
I will, I'll come back in. So I was always within barely hearing it. Okay. Um, Now, I know this from your background, but what is your, um, do you have any language skills uh, besides English? And what levels are they at? All of us or just... Foreign languages. Oh, my goodness. I have 60% in Lakota Sioux Indian. Convenient. So... You would very clearly know that uh, on, you can even go back and rewind and listen to this tape again. And when he's specifying it, you can hear that the man is sort of mulling on Wait a minute, wait a minute. We've got a problem now. He doesn't want to listen to the tape. Yeah. Oh, I I assume. He also doesn't want to listen to the tape. I assume that since you all said it was okay that. Now that you didn't all die instantly, I'll I'll probably listen to the tape. Right, we're not bleeding from my ears yet. No, right. not yet. Yeah. Um, but you can hear that he's sort of uh, chewing on his words a little bit, and he's trying to think of how to make an English approximation for this name. And so going through what you might know, you wouldn't necessarily search Ghost Mountain, um, but you might start searching sort of similar other terms uh, based on your Native American uh, language knowledge. It's not a direct translation, but at least gives you an idea of where to look. And after after a few um, other searches, you find that around in Lakota and Cree stories that this structure that is described as Ghost Mountain um, is all around in this area. And it's known as today as Devil's Tower here in Montana. Oh. Yeah. That's Devil's Tower, Wyoming? It's not ominous at all. Yes, uh, I think. If it's the Devil's Tower, yeah. It's... Yes, Devil's Tower in Wyoming. Right, right yeah. near right near that big Air Force base that they built when the aliens came to <laughs> It was the setting of Close Encounters. Right. Um, so I'll explain that to them, that in Lakota, it, it means this, and I think that might be what they're talking about. It's isolated. It's, it's tall. It's very difficult to climb, is what I've understood. I mean, how far is it from our current location if we think that this is... Well, one we don't even know. Did you say it was Devil's Tower, half yes. the country away, yep. and it where, might where not be like. Well, we're we're pretty close. I mean, Wyoming and, and Montana, but all we know is this is Star People, and they vaguely mentioned, or, or Christina vaguely mentioned, that Joanna and Fred are in the stars or something like that. Like that's a very tenuous connection. Yeah, that's Devil's that's, Tower is about an eight-hour drive from where you're at now, and we don't want to get off on some other. That doesn't seem to have anything. Why would a convenient uh, clue just be lying around in it's probably a green nothing. box? It's probably nothing. That's probably not be spot to, <laughs> and that's a great time to end it. Nah, fuck it. Let's go back to that back box of shit. 
Yeah, that do not open one. Can we, open that <laughs> we gotta we gotta let that ripen for a while. Our players included Matt Ryan, Dandapolis, Billy Chung, Joseph Clay, and myself with Lex Hurley as the handler. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. Uh, we provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Delta role playing the Delta Green role playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>